a lot for you guys today. Um, as you know, today is uh, what we call annually um, our Vision Sunday, right? Amen. And this is where uh, we really try to give you a snapshot on, um, on what we're headed toward, what we're about. And then we kind of like take a little step back and see what the Lord has done. And I mean, it's been just, it's been an unbelievable year for our local body. I'm so proud of this body and so thankful for God's grace over it and just seeing how he's put us in a great place uh, for this year. I mean, I'm really excited. Um, even as I look around, I mean, uh, there's new marriages all up in here. I just saw the men of cows up in there on the side. And um, our first, you can really love, I, I mean, we just got all kinds of things. We got engagements. We got, we got all kinds of stuff. So, God is doing some cool things um, just interpersonally in our body. And what I'm going to talk to you about uh, specifically, we have a lot to cover. I'm going to sh- I want to start out by helping you understand why that slide says grace and peace. Okay. Um, we try to think through what does the Lord want us, want us to be about. And, and it's a hard thing as a, as a, as a pastor because you, you fight the tension of wanting to motivate the body. Um, and make sure that we are on task and what God wants us to be about. Uh, but we don't, want to, we don't want this to be a sales job, okay? Just being honest with you, we're not, in our minds, we don't come up here and say, okay, <clears throat> like what pithy saying can we say to get everybody excited about something? Okay, now, now the, trust me, in the flesh, we want to do that because that sells. But we don't think that's spirit-led. And so uh, we really try to be honest about, well, what does God want us as, as his people to share up front, when we even talk about uh, vision, when we talk about framing something for the year, and it seems, if you notice for us, um, usually our things focus on character. Uh, we can't, you know, God is making us more like him daily, and, and what we're thinking about is like, okay, well, if we can focus on one aspect of what God wants to do in our journey and see him hone that and do a great thing in that, uh, that'll be great. That would be awesome, because we'll look a little more like, like Jesus Christ. And so even uh, for the last couple of years, what has it been, guys? Come on, say it like you're alive. Focus and... I see you guys love that vision. Yikes. Um, so um, so if, you're, if you're new here, don't get scared by that. that we were informed, so that's what that is about. Um, so focus and faithfulness... Um, it's our vision, okay? Just saying, you know what? Let's make sure that we're not trying to do everything to everyone, but that we have a focus. We know what we want to be about as a local church, and then we want to be faithful um, to the Lord in that. Uh, so that's what we've been about. And so now we're talking about grace and peace, and here's why. Uh, because and what, I, what I've seen is, um, by God's grace the last year or so, I've seen our body kind of gain their rhythm back, um, kind of uh, realize that there's, um, there's freedom in understanding how God has wired you and how he wants to use you in your makeup to accomplish the vision of Christ and what he wants us to be about as a church. And now he's not making us a cookie cutter body, but he really wants us to say, based on our vision, how do, how do me as an individual apply that so that I can be about God's business? And I've really seen us learning how to have healthy rhythms, learning how to have healthy boundaries. And so the grace and peace um, for, for this year, the reason why the Holy Spirit seems like this just place that in my mind uh, because as I continue to read the, uh, the epistles, uh, you see a beautiful salutation, right? You see the salutation of Paul many times saying grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, right? And so the question you have to ask yourself is why is that? Why does he say that and why does he say it in that way? Um, it can seem like that that is a, a new thing that he conjured up. 
but I want to propose to you, it's, it's, there's two old things that he put together. Okay, what he was trying to do was he was trying to help people understand that there's a new humanity that came with Jesus. See, grace was something that was mentioned many times before Paul even came on the scene. It was a big thing that was mentioned a lot of times with the Greeks. And so what Greeks would do their salutation, when they would introduce themselves, they would say grace. All right. But as we all know, for, for the Jew, for the Hebrew individual, uh, their salutation was always peace. Okay. And so what he's doing is he's flipping the script because he's taking individuals who not normally are connecting. He's taking a humanity that not normally connects. He's taking a way of being that people haven't seen before. And he's saying, whenever he says grace and peace, he's saying, guess what? I know that you're used to having this be your world and this be your world. But what God is doing, he's not just mending two worlds. He's making a new human. He's making a new humanity. He's making a new unity and diversity. See, that's different. And so when I think about our local body, and I think of of our heart's desire of of wanting to experience a new humanity, a new society, that's what God has called us to, I realize that God wants us as a body throughout our year to learn, continue to learn how to experience and receive that forgiveness of Christ, that grace of Christ, that salvation that he's given us. At the same time, he wants us as a body uh, to continue to make sure that we're, we are dispensing grace and we are, we are dispensing peace among people, that we are giving goodwill to one another in this local body, but also to people um, in our community. And so hence, I thought, man, there's nothing better than for all of us, whenever we see and we think about our vision as a local church, grace and peace for our time here, is we're thinking about, man, I am a new person in Christ. I'm a new human. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a part of a new society. I'm a part of a new humanity that Jesus has, has borne because of his blood and his broken body. And because of that, now we have power. And that new humanity shows itself in our intergenerational body, in our intercultural body right here, in our many different frameworks of how we do life. And guess what? Our body, this is, the world says, well, what is this? What are you trying to do here? Right? This is not like the world what we see here and us neighboring our community and, and sacrificing ourselves and saying, we want to be in our community intentionally and we want to be known and be known and know each other. Guess what? That's, that's not normal. So grace and peace, whenever you see that and you hear that in our local body, remember it's a call to God saying as a Christian, you're not called to be normal. You're called to be supernatural. And when we yield to the power of the spirit, he allows us to operate as such. And finally, my biggest thing what I get excited about is grace and peace. You know when we really experience that? What happens when you really experience God's grace? When you realize that you're not an enemy of God, but now that you're his friend, and you're able to dispense that to other people, you know what it does? It gives you joy. And so what I long for our body is to be a body that is experiencing joy that you are experiencing joy with each other, that you are bragging about your church, that you're saying, no, there's joy in our local body because we, we experience grace and we give it. Because we are experiencing peace and we give it. That's my hope for us this year, is that we would be a body that models grace and peace. And so when we think of even coming to people and saying grace and peace, we mean it because we're living it. Amen, guys. 
So let's talk about our journey. As you think about that, that's, that's where we're headed this year. So everything will be under that auspice. So everything will be under that reality that we want to be a body who's experiencing grace and peace. And think about our journey. We, we started this local body um, many years ago. And I just want to just, just thank, the God, thank the Lord for, uh, for all the cool things we are seeing. Think about it. We started with, you know, Mac Community Church. Um, as we continue to, to grow, uh, we begin to establish Mac, Mac Youth uh, we begin to see the Lord allow us to have some influence with our young people. And, and I just want to pause and just thank the Lord. I feel like then the Lord brought Alex and Sarah, and uh, they have just been absolute pillars. And, and Joe Stahl and Sandra. And, I mean, we just, we, you guys get them. We've just had. And what I love about these guys, nothing sexy, you know what it is? It's just committed people who love the Lord, who are just walking and caring for, for young people in our community. Just, I mean, just faithful. And I, I personally, I cannot wait for my kids to get older so they can be a part of this because I just want them to be around individuals who just love Jesus. No, not all the bells and whistles, but what you see is, is integrity and character and a passion to make Christ known. Um, uh, then we've had uh, Matt Kids, you know, obviously is a big pillar of, in our local community. Uh, and, man, I remember it started, um, if, I, if I have my memory right, uh, Christian Egger and a few of the crew uh, started Matt Kids and just has been so faithful. I even think right now, isn't she down there working right now? So... Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and then we've seen through the years uh, many different awesome individuals leading uh, that ministry. And right now, um, you'll hear about um, what, what the Lord is doing in Matt Kids in a moment. But right now, under the leadership of, Matt, of, of Ann Patty, which has been awesome. And, I, and I, I, mentioned, I mentioned the people because I'm telling you, you have, I mean, I think we have such an amazing staff team. And, and for me, it's been great just to be around them and have opportunities to train them up. Uh, and because for a while, we... We were off just doing our own thing, but now we get together and we do some time of praying and training. And I just been like, man, our staff team is wonderful. So it's been a really good thing for me. And then as we were out in the community, we start realizing that there's needs in our community that we wanted to make sure we were able to address. Uh, wanted to care for people in our local body, uh, care for people as we were neighboring. And that's how the Lord raised up uh, myself and uh, Pastor Leon uh, in founding uh, Mag Development. Right. And then now that's under the leadership of, of J.D. Um, yeah. Yeah. B.K.A. The Cyborg. Um, he is an app, an absolute blessing uh, to our local community. You hear about what's going on in Mac Development. Within Mac Development, we've seen Mac Lit um, just do great things and be a staple in our community to the point where we're ministering in public schools now, which is exciting. And that started with, you know, Ann Patty, and now we've seen Kristen Selly hold that down for many years now. So I just am so, oh, she's not here. Just an absolute blessing uh, to us. Max Sports um, began through my man, uh, Mike, Mike Fang, and now we got um, Ethan leading that charge. We have Mac Housing. Uh, Mac Legal, we're still trying to figure out our, our understanding of what we're going to do with Mac Legal. Anna Stoutler just got married, and so we're trying to figure that whole deal out. And then we have the commons, which we're creating right now, which you guys are going to hear some really cool things about that. What am I saying? God has done a lot. I just want you to see what the Lord has done um, in our ministry as we are neighboring. Um, and to see by God's grace, every aspect is flowing, is enjoying Christ. We're believing the gospel, and we're seeing people uh, be encouraged and touched um, with the good news of Christ. Um, and I just want to praise the Lord uh, to see what God 
has done. So when we talk about it from the church perspective, and this is talk specifically as a local church, um, our, us, us framing our church, we came here and our heart was like, hey, we want people to be able to experience the gospel, see gospel clarity in the community, see the discipleship as a pillar. That was our heart. Um, we want to desire holiness and worship. Uh, we want people to, to realize that holiness is important because it's important to Christ. <laughs> Right. We want people to learn to worship Christ, be on mission as a local community um, and live. Uh, one of the big things for us is is live an intentional community. Right. Uh, believe in the gospel. Right. So just, again, not a lot of bells and whistles, but people neighboring together and saying, we're going to believe Christ. We're going to walk with the Lord. We're going to love Jesus and model the gospel. Um, we want to be known and know each other uh, was our, is our posture. And so that's what we want to be about as a local community. The way. Uh, we want to be about that. As I want to just share real quickly about uh, a few things. First of all, into, uh, our elders. I want to talk through our elders. Uh, we're doing this from the leadership perspective. I first want to pause and say to you guys, for many years we didn't have elders. Uh, the Lord was really gracious uh, to allow us to uh, grow the church up. Now we have what I propose to you, some of the men. These men are absolutely wonderful. Um, you have a great elder board right now. You don't, um, what we're doing, I'm really excited about this. The reason why I show you this is because if you have issues with, um, any of these lanes, don't come to me. So basically, so basically here's what's cool. So for a while, you know, we were running and doing all this stuff and then we got our elders and then we found ourselves saying, how do we make sure that things don't fall through the cracks? And so I'll show you this to say, um, we've implemented what we call elder chairs. Okay. And so there's different segments of ministry in the local body where we're saying we want an elder to be able to focus on. And so we can make sure that that area doesn't fall through the cracks and they can make sure that they're always thinking about, um, are we bringing Christ? Are we maximizing his glory theologically, practically as neighbors in these different areas? Okay. So, uh, obviously discipleship and formation chair is, um, Alvin, my man, love him. Uh, evangelism missions chair, Matthew Rojek, your pastor Leon has been holding down the finances, doing a great job, uh, with, um, some help from uh, Brenda and, and Jenny and myself, uh, handling strategic planning, um, as a local body. Uh, we have, uh, Nathan Egger, uh, who's also an elder, uh, but actually he will be actually taking a break. He has been, uh, an elder for about 532 years. And so now he... He will, uh, he will be actually having a sabbatical toward the end of this year. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited that we have, we're, we're a church with the rhythm now where we can give our elders a sabbatical. So that's exciting. And, uh, and um, I want to encourage you one other thing, too. Think about when we share. We had our Memorial Sunday. If you missed it, you missed a good treat. We got up. We shared uh, what we're thankful for, how the Lord has done, what he's been doing in our local community. You know what? When you look back, I had somebody in the body say, you know what amazed me about that time? is how many men got up to share. And I really believe it was all men and maybe two women. Now think about that. Think about our culture. And especially think about your culture in the city. Usually in the last 40 years, the women, because we have been absentee, have been running the church. Okay. What I love of what that said is that God has blessed this local body with very strong male leadership. I'm really excited about that. I think we got some bomb brothers up in here. All right. Amen. Amen. Don't take that for granted. Don't take that for granted. That's not, that's not normal, but it's, but it's awesome and it's gospel centered. Now I want to encourage you men that we are always trying and we're looking for, for elders 
to be leading our local body. So I want to encourage you uh, to be talking with us. We'll be looking, but we want you to really be considering that reality as we move toward the future um, opportunities to be an elder. Okay, guys? All right, so that's from our leadership perspective. Now let's talk about discipleship. Um, discipleship is extremely important to our local body. What I usually do is I go through a whole framework of theologically why we do discipleship. Uh, what I'm going to do right now is I'm actually going to ask you to grab one of the brochures to the left to understand all the ins and outs. What I want to tell you is that the reason why it's a pillar in our local community is because we would say theologically it's the major command that Jesus gives us people before he leaves. Is that in the gospel, the four gospels, the four books where we have individuals who've been and hang out with Jesus and the book of Acts, you see Jesus telling him, telling his people to go out and make disciples in different frameworks and ways, four different times and four different places, all after the resurrection. My point there is Jesus was trying to make a point that this is very serious. Don't miss this. When I leave, I want you to pour into people so we'll see more worshipers. And I want them to, to learn what I've taught you. I want them to be the way I told you to be. And I want to see them worship me. That was Jesus' point. And you can see that in our brochure, but also you can get our book, Discipleship Defined, to see the theological trimmings behind that. So we see discipleship as extremely important. It's one of the pillars of what we do. And that's why if you enter our local body and you say, well, how do I become a member? What do I do to come hang out? How do I become a member? We say discipleship is our membership. If you want to be a member, we don't want you jumping through hoops. We want you to deeply love Christ and obey Jesus. And we would say that the Bible says the way we are to obey Christ and deeply love Jesus is to be and make disciples. Okay? That's our posture. That's why discipleship is extremely important. It's not an option. It's not like, oh, we do evangelism and discipleship. Discipleship is what we do. And then we would say theologically missions and evangelism and all those things flow out of individuals who are pupils of Christ. Disciples. Okay? So that's our heart uh, behind uh, discipleship. And I'm so excited because this past year was crazy. Uh, you know, we had, we had eight mad groups. We, wanted to, we were moving to ten, and we went down to six. And then God began to do something in our body. He began to allow people to really wrestle with, like, what our vision is. Are they down? Are they not? Individuals who weren't down said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and exit out. People who are down said, I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to fight the fight of faith. And then God has just given us great health. In this last year. In fact, we moved now from six mad groups. We're back to eight mad groups. And all of them are basically full, actually over full. And we wanted to actually multiply two more mad groups. But we decided that there's something very important. In the past, just to give you a little snapshot, what we would do is we would have, try to have eight members be part of a mad group. And that's the small groups that meet weekly for us to enjoy Christ, to share a meal, talk about Jesus, and walk with the Lord. What we realized was that when, when we would start new MAC groups, out of those eight, we would take two out. And so now that left six. And that was hurting momentum. So what we're doing now is we're, we're beefing them up. We want to make sure that we have around uh, seven and nine, preferably nine individuals, so that when we do start a MAC group, there's still at least seven individuals in a group, which continually helps the momentum. So what I'm saying is that we're not going to multiply MAC groups as quickly, but we're hoping it will make our MAC groups more healthy. And we're hoping it will allow us to be enjoying Christ, blessing people to move on and multiply, but still having our nucleus and enjoying the Lord so that when we're multiplying, we're making sure that we're healthy and we're ready to multiply. And that it's really not about the numbers, but it really is about the health of the people and maximizing God's glory. Does that make sense? So discipleship, we say, is a two-pronged issue for us theologically. We say, if you're new here, we say, first, 
We believe that we want you to walk by faith, communicate your faith, and multiply your faith. That's what we want you to do. We say that actually answers the request of Christ when he gives the Great Commission in Matthew 28. And the way that we do that is by two different ways. Through our one-on-one relationships. So if you want to be a member at MACAV, we're asking you to give yourself to this community and say, I'm willing to be trained up and discipled by someone in this local body. And what that means is that you're going to be sitting with someone either weekly or biweekly, and you're going to be learning. What does it mean to walk by faith? What does it mean to communicate your faith? We want you out here learning how to engage the culture with the gospel, right? And then what does it mean to multiply your faith? We want, if you're going to be in our community and and you want to utilize our social resources, our people, which are our most valuable resource in our local body, we're asking that you would pour into this community. And that when you pour into this community, we're saying, hey, we want you to disciple other people. We would say there's no greater gift than having one of you sitting across a man or a woman and teaching them what does it mean to walk with Jesus. There's no greater gift for us in this local body. That's the most valuable thing that we feel like we can give people in our local community is another person who walks and has a testimony. Okay? So the one-on-one discipleship we see as non-negotiable, and then also we see as non-negotiable as mad groups because the Bible's already told us that we jacked up. So we need community because if we're all by ourselves doing our own thing, who knows what you and I will be doing? All right? If we're honest. So we have local community, so people are in your mess and you in their mess, right? And everybody go, oh, that's so cool. I love the authenticity there. But then when we get in your mess, sometimes you get mad, all right? But, what, but theologically, it sounds gravy, right? So we want to be in your mess. We want, you to, we want to come together. We have those seven to nine individuals. We get together for a meal. We get in the Word. We pray. We do missions together. You guys can be on your own rhythm praying about how the Holy Spirit wants to use you as a mat group. But we want you meeting together as a local small group community, doing life together. We see that as very important. And we think if we're doing those things well... If we're sharing our faith well, if we're in each other's lives well, being trained up in the gospel, right? Then what we see is that we're obeying what God told us to do. And that is make sure that people are becoming Christians because we're preaching the gospel. And we're seeing individuals become more like Christ. So they're growing in Jesus, right? They're obeying. And then they're also teaching. So they're multiplying their life. So we see people going, baptizing, and teaching, which is, seems to be the mandate that God has called us to, which is our heart behind discipleship. Okay? So that's what we want to be about. So I say all that to say, if you're new here and you're going, so what does it mean to be a member? I hope that's helpful. You can use the resources outside, grab a book to, re, to re-implement that in your heart. But understand, we really ask you to consider locking arms with us. And again, not because these are just the things we do. We believe this is highly theological. We just, we're just trying to figure out, Lord, how do we give people Jesus? And how do we be faithful to what you've called us to? And at this moment, we think this is the best framework. Okay, guys? Now, to encourage you, I want to actually, what we say we're going to do as a local body, when people begin to grow in discipleship and get discipled and want to plug in, we want to bring them up here and pray for them. And praise the Lord, we have a group of people right now we want to bring up. And maybe in a couple, maybe a week or so, we're going to have another group because God has been blessing our body. Praise the Lord. So let me bring up. A few people, um, Emily and, and Jesse. I know you guys have just started up. We want to pray for you guys. Uh, Missy, um, Rose, Robert. Um, Maggie, I don't think we brought you up yet. I want to bring you guys up and pray. And um, yeah, we can praise the Lord for them, guys. And here's why we do this. The reason why we do this, come on close to me, I'm going to touch her. Um, the reason why we do this is, is, again, our heart is not like exploit these cats, right? That's not our deal. Our heart is that we believe that this is a spiritual issue. 
And what we've seen in our time at MacAv is that, guess what? Everybody in here who's been part of MacAv goes through a rite of passage. Is that true? Uh, Satan will try to destroy us. I mean, we were out back today at the, uh, during the beginning, and we're like, man, so, you know, we had issues with the, with the slides, worship team. We're like, man, Satan's trying to get us caught up in the technical so we can't enjoy our hearts in Christ. All right, and that's nothing compared to what we've seen happen in this local body. So my point is, we realize that Satan does not want you to thrive here. He does not want you to neighbor. He does not want you to give your heart to others in our community. He does not want you to be enjoying relationships, right? He does not want you to be whom God has called you to be as your own mission in this community. And so what we realize is that it is naive and almost, I dare say, stupid for us to place us in that groups and we just go on about, about our business and we don't pause and say, Lord, let's pray a blessing over these people and pray a protection over them that God would allow them to come into our local community to enjoy Christ, to grow in Jesus, be a give of themselves. And we know it's not about the flesh. You are not going to be able to do that in yourself. So Christ has to do something in you. So this is our time to pause as a local community, to stretch our hands out and believe Jesus and say, Lord, would you protect these guys? Would you guide them? Would you lead them? Would you use them to multiply their lives? That's our posture. With that said, will you bow your heads with me and let's pray for these guys so God will use them drastically and mightily for his glory, okay? Lord Jesus, we do. We come to you right now and we thank you that you are here and you are alive and you are working in these guys. And I just love these guys and so glad you've led them to our local church, our local expression of you being glorious and awesome. And there's many places in Detroit where they can be enjoying you, Christ, and experiencing you, but they chose to be in the 4214. And so we pray we could lock arms well, Jesus. Would you, by your grace, empower them, grow them, use them for your glory? Would you protect them, Christ? When it gets weary, when they thought what they, what they thought was community doesn't happen and they begin to experience real community, would you allow them not to go, well, this is not my deal? Would you allow them to, to wrestle through their selfishness? Would you allow them to be able to, to, to care for people in our community and help speak truth to those who need it in our community? Would you allow them to be uh, a resource for your glory, but also a receiver of your grace? We love you, Christ. We pray that they would run well in a 4214. In Christ's name, amen. Thanks, guys. Praise the Lord. So we're going to... So when people come in, we're going to take clumps and we're going to say, hey, let's get together. Let's pray for these guys. Let's pray for these guys. We're going to make sure we're praying together. Okay, guys? Um, here's where we headed with discipleship. That's the nuts and bolts of it. Um, I just told you guys we're, we're at uh, eight groups right now uh, going strong. We're, we feel like we're ready to explain, expand. And I just love the heart of this body. I just feel like we're just in a really good place. Here's where I want, here's where I want, to, I want to go. Here's what I'm, I'm trusting Christ for, and I pray you want, you want this too. I really believe... That by God's grace, we can have 15 strong mat groups and over 100 plus in discipleship uh, as we are out doing, being on mission, neighboring, seeing people come to Christ. Um, and and I, 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 I feel like the first place that we just, just, we're going to see this happen is when we are enjoying Christ, when we are walking with the Lord, when we are, are being poured into. And so, um, so our vision as a local community is that we're saying, Lord, would you, wouldn't it be cool uh, come January that we see 15 thriving mad groups uh, in our local community, that we see 100-plus people pouring their lives out, growing together, being in the community, and that's given us even more of an arm in our community to be preaching the gospel, loving people, providing acts of renewal uh, for God's glory. Praise the Lord.
So that's what, so we're going to keep talking about that throughout the year. You hear that over and over again. Just want to encourage you there. So when you hear, you won't be surprised. And uh, one of the ways we're going to do that is obviously through our one-on-ones, through our small groups, uh, our mad groups, which I just talked about. Uh, but also just con- energizing the saints and continue reminding us of vision. You know, we do Mac Life. Uh, we just started that this past year. Uh, Mac Life is uh, something, if you're new, uh, where we get together as a local community uh, once every other month. We stop all our Mac groups and we get together and we uh, process different areas um, that are that are important for us as a local community. For example, our next Mac Life, we're going to be talking about race, culture, and the gospel. I mean, the reality is of everything that's happened uh, with Eric Gardner and, and things in Ferguson, you know, has died down in our national culture because that's just how it is. Things happen. People get all crazy, and then it dies down, right? But it shouldn't die down for us in the sense that we live in a community, and that's going to be, that is a topic in our community. And me as an African-American, I live it. And so um, we're going to be talking about that, processing that as a local community, and I I think it's most important to process it when I think we've all forgotten about it. Just to remind us. So we'll be doing that as a local community. Just to give you an example of some of the things that we'll be talking about and that we talk about um, as a local community. So we get together, we have a meal, right? And then we, we chop things up and then we spend time in prayer. That's our Mac life. We started it this year and maybe I'm biased, but I think it's been awesome for our local body. Um, just helping us grow together and build synergy. Um, then we're going to be talking about after that one, the next Mac life, we're going to bring in a speaker who's going to talk about missionality and longevity. And um, this is a guy who's been fighting a fight of faith for many years, uh, a friend of JD is going to come in and he sees us fighting the fight of faith. And he's saying, hey, what does it look like for you to, to, end, to finish well? What does it like for you to be what God has called you to be in our community? So we're going to have a good time processing being on mission in our community. But that's what we're doing to be about as a, local, as a local body. Really excited about that. Excited about having opportunities to, to grow our community as a whole community. And I apologize. You know, we're all growing. And uh, this past year, I think there's been two or three things uh, that we've done that we've never done in the past, and I wish we would have done it earlier. Um, my entrepreneur, the way I'm wired, I kind of just do my thing, and if you need me, let me know. And uh, it, it took a lot of brokenness and a lot of, a lot of failures within our local body to realize, man, there's something about gathering the people of God together and just being and connecting. And for a while, we didn't do that. And so um, that's how Mac Life was born, actually out of a deficit. And so I'm excited to see God provide that opportunity and many more. Um, so that's our discipleship for this year, okay? We're going to be trusting the Lord for Mac groups to increase and <clears throat> growing together. We're really imploring you to come and be part of our discipleship framework, okay? Um, we have evangelism. Um, when we think of our local, our local expression of evangelism, uh, we do our momentum outreaches to let you know our framework. I, I feel like this past year, we have, guys, y'all shut it down with the Momentum Outreaches. By far our best year. I just think, what a great job. Um, every Momentum Outreach, I feel like, really cared for our community. I feel like we're learning better than ever how to make sure that we're doing development, we're, that, we, that we are peers, and these are our neighbors. These are people we love. Um, we're not doing something to people. We're neighboring with them, and I think we really express that in a lot of our Momentum Outreaches. That's the outreach. We have a schedule. I don't know if we have it ready, but I know we, we have it ready here. Okay. Uh, we'll ha- let's put it out in the back. Um, at the end of service, go grab your outreach schedule because we have the next full year of outreach scheduled out. What Matt Group's going to be doing, what things of that sort. Let's have a bomb year uh, ministering to the local, our local community. Okay, guys? Um, so we, we, momentum outreach is one way we, we want to be sharing our faith. It's very important for us. We would say that this is a prong of, of healthy discipleship, right? God tells you to go and basically baptize us, make people who were part of Satan's family part of God's family. 
The second way is we say ministering as neighbors, okay? We feel like you do this to your mad groups, um, but also just realizing that we are neighbors with our people. And so I think this is, the big, this, this is the, big, the big challenge. I want us to really think about how do you minister as a neighbor with the people that we care about in our community. And I want to, and you know what? I want you to lead hundreds of people to Christ, okay? I want, you, I want to see you influence thousands. But I, what I do want to do is I want to challenge us like, hey, let's just pause and ask the Lord. Lord, would you give me the grace to just be influencing throughout the year five individuals? And man, God, would you give me the grace to see a couple people come to Christ? See a couple people. That, guess what? That would change the landscape of our whole body. Right? That would even put us in a place where we can actually plant a church eventually. If we each saw two people come to Jesus and we were influencing upwards into the five or six people, what would that do with the momentum of us preaching the gospel in our community? What kind of influence would that be? My, our heart, the reason why I brought those numbers down, heart is to, is to live and build relationships. We want, to, we want to equip you to live and build relationships in our community. So tell us, tell your pastors, tell your elders how you can do that. We would love to be helping you toward that end. Uh, and then we have Bible studies. Uh, the ladies, and I, can, I just, can we be honest, brothers? The ladies called us out on this when they started doing these Bible studies. These things are awesome. We're looking around like, what are we doing? Right? So now... We're like, oh, we're going to do Bible study after y'all. So we got to hook it up. But, but I love, I'm so proud of our ladies. I just think we have, again, a great group of, of women who walk with the Lord. They're pointing to each other. Uh, I'm really excited about this study. I'm excited about the last one they had. So, um, ladies, I want to encourage you to be, become part of this uh, Bible study and just be looking forward to what the Lord is doing uh, in that uh, framework. So discipleship and then one of the main modes of operations of our worship to Jesus is evangelism. Uh, any questions about that? Uh, just know that that's going to be a, a good time for the year. We're going to keep encouraging you toward that end, doing those things. And then, uh, as you know, right now we're talking Vision Sunday. Next week we start back in the book of Acts when we think about teaching and, and, and catechesis. But after Acts, we have a new book we have to do, guys. I'm excited about the new book. You want to know what the new book is? Ah, uh, don't worry about it. The new book will be Exodus. All right? So right after Acts, um, we're going to hit Exodus. Uh, my heart is that I want to I want to get us through the Pentateuch pretty soon. We did Genesis, we're going to hit Exodus, and we're going to do some other books that we have already thought out as an elder team. Then we're going to get back into the Pentateuch. Uh, and so hopefully, uh, those are the first five books of the Bible, by the way. Uh, so hopefully you will be encouraged. I want to encourage you get back in Acts, start reading up, be ready to rock next week. All right, guys. And you might want to start getting yourself ready for Exodus as well. Because uh, you know how we roll. It should be intense. So we should have a good time. Um, hey, so that's just that's kind of like 30,000 feet from the church perspective. What I want to do is encourage you guys with so many cool things that are happening by bringing up some of our leadership to share some of the lanes that they're in. All right, guys. Uh, so I want to bring up um, right now um, Alex and Sarah to really talk about um, Mac Youth. Okay, guys, give them some love as they come up. You can go over there. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Okay. So, Mac Youth, um, could you switch to our vision? 
You can see our vision up there. Um, Mac Youth exists so that youth in our community and youth in our body can learn more about Jesus and have a safe environment to do so and just enjoy each other. And we've had a lot of fun this year. Um, here are some of the things we do. We meet every Friday night, um, 7 o'clock for two hours. And we hang out, we have dinner, and um, play games, different things like that. Okay. Can you? Okay. Really quick note on last year, and this is something I've wanted to talk about for a while. I don't know if you guys know this, but last year we had a baby, 2014. And um, during that time, we had our co-laborers, Joel and Sandra, raise your hands. They took over. So they were running the program for a few months, just them. And it's, it's hard enough for four leaders. So they were doing it all. Um, for two months. So I just wanted to celebrate them and have you guys aware of that. And one other note on Joel and Sandra, um, they've been faithfully serving outside of youth group, the same kids on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays as well. Um, So it's almost like they're leading a separate youth group and coming to our youth group um, all at the same time. So they have our youth involved in different things in the city, um, going to soccer practices, run this town, all these different things, and um, football games, all of this stuff. Um, and you guys do the same thing. So I'm looking out in the body, and I know a lot of you guys have taken some of the youth group to different things, and you're with them, you're supporting them, and helping them grow up in the Lord. So thank you guys for doing that. It's a, it's a team effort. Um, Here are just a list of some of our praises from last year. I'll talk through a few of them. Uh, Last year, in the beginning of 2014, we had about six kids who were faithfully coming to youth group. We've gotten eight brand new kids, um, just just crazy, who are super faithful. And so we're praising the Lord for that. Um, Yeah, sometimes even 18. So it's been crazy. Um, We've seen an increase in involvement in the youth in our local body. Uh, We had two of our youth win the talent show. One got second place, another one first place. So really exciting things. And we have had parents like Robin who are stepping it up and coming with us as chaperones to our different youth group outings. It's been really incredible. And Sarah launched a tutoring program. You want to talk about that? Um, Mondays and Wednesdays from four to six, I have a group of kids who go to Nichols, come over and do homework and just hang out, um, listen to music. So that's been really exciting and that's translated into them coming to youth group. So it's been really fun, um, getting to know them. So we're praising the Lord for that. And we've had two graduate from high school. Um, one has a full scholarship to college right now. And, so, and we have two, uh, about to enter discipleship. So these are our big prayers. Um, Really quick note on our curriculum, or really quick note on our students this year. As you heard, we have eight brand new um, youth. And a good number of the youth in our body, in our youth group, have no church experience at all. And so they are total clean slate in some ways for the gospel. And there's also a lot of other stuff as well. And so... um, I want you to understand that so you know the nature of who we're working with, who we're teaching, who we're doing Bible studies with. 
and what, we're, what, are, what the goal is. And the goal is discipleship, as Eric talked about earlier. And the goal is our youth being discipled. We have one youth in disciple, discipleship right now. And in March, it'll be three years. And so we're excited to have that be the journey of a lot of the, the students in our body. Um, and here are some of our other prayers. And you can read those. So please, please join us in, in, in praying for our kids. And um, if you would like to, to help us out, one way that we're looking for help is just to have a general call list of potential volunteers who sometimes on a Friday night, if we're going skating, our, our kids really love skating, um, we'll get five brand new kids and we don't have the rides. And it would be great to have um, not only our parents, like Robin, who we can just call her Bobby, but also individuals like you. Um, if you'd like to be on that list, no pressure, no real responsibility um, until you, you show up. And we'll just call you. If you're available, you can come. And you just drive the kids, and we'll have a, have a good time. So. So just one last thing. I think something unique as we're moving towards discipleship with our youth um, about the group we have right now is it's very young. Um, So in the past, we've had a lot of high school kids, and I think we have a unique opportunity in having a ton of sixth graders, middle school students, because if we can get them into discipleship in the next few years, we have, like, great longevity. And those of you who've been involved in ministry, like, no, youth groups tend to be, have, like, high turnover because kids go to college, they move away. Um, So this is just a really awesome opportunity. So if you can be praying, um, especially for, like, our younger group, um, to get into discipleship now because then by the time, you know, the Russ kids or the Eggers are old enough, now we have youth group members who've been in discipleship for seven years able to disciple them instead of us. And that's the ultimate goal is that we'll have youth who become adults walking with the Lord to disciple, you know, your kids um, and their little brothers and sisters um, and for our youth to really be, um, like, missionaries in their community um, in a way that we, ne- we maybe can't be. Um, so I think that's a big prayer for us in this coming year. And thank you, sir. One quick note, we're also having a parent meeting next Sunday at 2.30. So for the parents and the body, note that. And we're, we're, we're praying for even more parent involvement and us um, interacting better with the parents and keeping them informed and keeping you guys informed of, about what we're doing this year. So thank you guys so much for your support and prayers. One of the things that's interesting, I just want to encourage you. I think one of the things that they really try to fight hard for, and that is uh, usually what happens is you have these you have these silos, and you have to talk about youth group. You have your your youth, and you have the local church. And so if you notice, we're really trying to figure out ways to make sure that we can lay those silos to the side on where our, our youth are actually interacting with our, our body as they're just being able to see the model of Christ, right? They're not just isolated and just seeing two people walk with the Lord, but they're able to actually learn. And, and that's what we love, that you parents are bringing our kids over to do wood shop opportunities and, and sewing and stuff like that. And so thank you, body. Um, that's our heart is that our, body, our, our kids would actually see the model of Christ through influence. So love you guys and appreciate your faithfulness. I mean, you guys probably didn't know that these guys are doing all that. These guys are holding it down on Friday night. And they're young bucks. You know what I'm saying? You know they want to kick them on Friday, but they're choosing to care uh, for our people. So I praise God for you guys. Hey, I want to now bring up um, 
Ann Patty to talk about Matt Kidd so you can get uh, more of an understanding of what we're about there and what the Lord is doing. So you can give her some love, guys. I wanted to just start off by sharing the vision of Matt Kids, which is to bring honor and attention to God by the power of the Holy Spirit by partnering with families as they train their children to walk with Jesus. This past year, we have a lot of things to praise the Lord for, um, starting with raising up a new generation of disciples. We have young people in our body. Um, we have 15 babies and toddlers in the nursery on Sundays and sometimes more, and 24 pre- preschool through fifth graders and Matt Kids. Um, and also just want to praise the Lord for raising up amazing, faithful, and godly servants. We have 23 volunteers rotating through the nursery each month, caring for the babies, um, and 11 volunteers teaching and leading small groups for the pre-K through fifth graders. And I just, um, I was just thinking how I could maybe show you what a beautiful sight it is in the basement as the, as these godly leaders are sitting with kids in small groups and influencing them for Christ. It's really awesome. We have a great group of uh, volunteers. I also want to just praise the Lord for providing for the physical needs of the ministry. We have new media equipment last year, a gospel-centered curriculum, toys and books for the nursery, um, a director. (laughs) And a great advisory team just um, serving in a way, just allowing me to bounce ideas off of them. There are different parents in our body that are um, advising me, so that's been a great blessing. Um, And I just ask you to praise the Lord with me for the opportunity to proclaim the gospel to our young people and allowing them to express it. Um, it, With the pre-K through fifth graders, we completed a a study of Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus this year. Um, We also, the kids planned and hosted a movie night. You probably heard about that throughout the summer, which was really cool. They learned um, the gospel motivation behind outreaches, and we also... Um, just gave them opportunities to practice articulating the gospel message. We also um, had a chance a couple weeks ago for the kids to minister to the body in a Christmas recital by memorizing scripture and singing Christmas hymns. And um, in the rehearsals, they just learned the difference between preparing to worship versus preparing to perform, which was really cool to see the kids thinking through those things. Um, also, just this, the Lord has given the Matt Kids Ministry the opportunity to support families in a number of different ways this year. Um, we have a baby, uh, babysitting list now for parents to hopefully find babysitters um, in the body. Um, a monthly newslet- newsletter going to parents and families, um, just sharing what's happening in Matt Kids in the basement, and also providing resources to encourage parents. We also um, in the what we have is bi-monthly large and small group training for the kids in the basement. You notice that on the Sundays when we dismiss the kids and weekly nursery care for the younger kids. So this year, I would just ask you to join us in prayer for Matt Kids, that the vision would be realized, that God would be glorified, and that the gospel would be advanced in this ministry, um, and that families would feel really supported, encouraged, and equipped as they train their children to walk with Jesus. Please pray for our volunteer team. Pray that they would be enjoying Jesus and treasuring him above all. 
pray that um, our volunteers would be experiencing joy as they serve in Mac Kids. Sometimes I know it can be hard the week you get the email or the text saying you're up this week. I just pray that our volunteers would be like, awesome, like this is my week, instead of like, <laughs> So just pray for that, that the Lord would make that so. Um, and pray that the Lord would give our volunteer team the grace to walk faithfully with him. That's what we want. We want godly people who are loving Jesus, just being with our kids and influencing them. And please pray for our kids, that they would be growing in their love and understanding of God and the gospel, um, that they would be feeling cared for and valued by God and our church body, that our kids would be developing and growing friendships at Mac that will be life-giving, gospel-centered, and supportive throughout their lives. And please pray that they will just mature in the Lord. Um, And please pray pray for our families, that they would be experiencing great spiritual health in the Lord, and that the Lord would give them the grace to fulfill their God-given duty to train their children. And then finally, we couldn't get through a Matt Kids announcement without asking for volunteers. (laughs) So... (laughs) um, One big need is a volunteer to serve as the large group teacher on the fourth Sunday of the month. Kristen Selly is going to be having a baby soon, so we need someone to step in um, her role. We also need two volunteers to serve as preschool small group co-leaders, both Sundays. Um, The preschool group has blown up, and we need more people to help with that group. And then we also need volunteers to serve as caregivers on the nursery, about one each Sunday. We have a lot of babies, as you saw. So if that is something that you feel like you could do, you can contact me. So that's it for me. Oh, and and Jonathan is coming up to share about Mac development. Thanks, Dan. All right, can we do something real quick and pause? Uh, maybe turn to a couple of neighbors around you, and let's just pray for some of the things that have been brought up now so far, just for a couple of minutes, whether it's something that's been shared by Alex and Sarah or something by Ann or what Eric shared earlier. Discipleship, there's a lot that's been discussed. I think it'd be good to just pause um, and pray. So, yeah, turn to your neighbor. Let's just take a couple of minutes to pray in small groups. Father God, uh, it's just so good to be in church together and to, as a church, kind of pause and acknowledge the way that you're leading and acknowledge the way that you've gifted this body to be a resource to the community, to be a resource to one another, um, and to be godly models of your son Jesus to the folks in this room and to the neighborhood that's all around us. And I pray that you would allow us to do that, Lord. I know that spiritual warfare is so uh, ever-present in this community. And I pray that we would be the hedge of protection around one another um, and that you would give us the strength, not by our own abilities, but by your grace, to face that spiritual warfare and conquer it in your son's name. And that we would see this year as an opportunity to be your people in the 4824. Amen. Thank you, guys. So my name is Jonathan Demers, and I serve as the Executive Director for Mac Development, uh, which Eric spoke to already, and I want to make sure that we explain what that organization is. And that's what we're going to do for the next 15 or 20 minutes, is just kind of walk through what Mac Development is, how it connects to a church, why does a church have a nonprofit, um, what we're doing, what God has done through us over the past year, and then what we're going to be trusting the Lord for in the coming year as well. 
So just to kind of get us caught up here and explain what Mac development is and who we are, I kind of want to introduce the organization because usually when you go to church, right, you have a church and you have pastors and, and worship and offering and those kinds of things. You don't usually hear about churches starting community development corporations. But we're a different kind of church, not only in the fact that we're located on the Lower East Side of Detroit, but we really want to make sure that we're not caring just for spiritual beings or for physical beings, but we're caring for human beings and we're caring for people, right? And people are holistic. They're not just spirits. They're not just physical skin. When God talks about people in the Bible, God talks about the whole person. And we want to model that as a church. And it might be easy to think, even looking up at that screen, that the idea of community development and discipleship are at odds or in some way in competition with one another, and that's simply not the case. The goal is to be complementary, just like the gospel is complementary and holistic. And that ultimately, as a community, whether it's in community development or discipleship, we are advancing the kingdom of God, which basically means the rule and reign of Christ in the hearts of humans. So we're doing that through Mac Lit, and we're doing that through Mac Kids. So when Mac Development started back in 2010, we wanted to make sure that we were starting not just with our agenda and what we thought needed to happen, but with what the community was saying and identifying as kind of the key issues. And the three most consistent issues that came up were on the screen, and those were youth and education, housing and blight, and economic development. And so what we wanted to do as a nonprofit was center everything that we did around those three voice concerns. And what we've done is we've started some of the different programs that you've heard about today literacy programs, sports leagues, ways to organize volunteers from around the metro Detroit area, housing rehabilitation, and now a commercial building rehab, um, and eventually starting a small business as well. And these are different ways that we wanted to hit those three issues. Um, I did want to recognize the great leaders that we have that are serving on staff and with the board. Um, I encourage you guys, a lot of these things that I'm going to go through will be quick, and you may want to go online and look at these slides later. But if you just take a look up on the screen, all of those things happen because of the hard work of the volunteer board and the staff that work with the organization today. And I think we should give them a round of applause. Cool. So let's continue. And I do want to talk briefly about what happened over the past year. A lot has happened. Um, and there's way too much to talk about in the limited amount of time that we have. So I just want to hit on maybe two or three highlights from each of the different programs that I mentioned before. Um, Mac Lit was one of the first programs founded by Mac Development, and the whole point of the program is to go after the issue of literacy and ensure that our kids at the elementary age are reading at grade level. And so kids come in, they get tutoring at a one-on-one -on -one level, and they usually grow between two and two and a half reading grade levels every year. And over the past year, we were really excited. We were able to hire a new assistant director, Marilyn Weathersby. Is Marilyn here? There she is. Marilyn is a godly leader and has been a huge help to Mac Lit, and we're really thankful for her. Um, we also started a new program called the PACT program, Parents and Children Together, where we're bringing in young children that are preschool um, and their parents into a learning environment at the Mac building so that they can take a lot of the experiences that their kids are getting and then bring it into the home so that the kids, by the time they arrive in kindergarten, are ready. Um, and over the past year, because of our summer camp and being at Nichols and being at the Mac building, we were able to reach a little over 90 kids this year, which is a huge increase over in the past and gives us all kinds of inroads to connect with families in the neighborhood. Uh, Mac housing, we're really excited. Bobby Simpson joined the team and she helps out over at the Mac building, taking care of the space. 
which is good because before that I was doing it and I wasn't doing a very good job. So I'm really thankful for her. Um, we've also, many of you know that this year we received a really large grant from the Lloyd and Mabel Johnson Foundation to begin work on the Mac building. It was about $250,000, and that's really launched us in doing some of the work that you can actually go see now, some of the new siding and some of the brickwork. Um, and, and yeah, so we have, we have started work. We have broken ground. Uh, the facade is making progress. We've got new wood cedar siding on the outside, and we're continuing to move forward with that, which we'll talk about more later. Uh, Max Sports is another program that's been mentioned, founded by Mike Fang, now being led by Ethan Gocher, who officially became the director this year. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> Ethan is a great leader. It is such a blessing to have a guy who's in seminary helping us think through how to be gospel-centered in the way that we do a sports league. Huge, huge blessing. Um, we also made a number of achievements this year. We got recognized by the city council with the Spirit of Detroit Award for some of the work that we've been doing in the neighborhood. Um, and recently, we won the Detroit Soup Competition, which is basically when the community votes um, which program they think is helping out the community and they want to support with their money. And that actually happened, I believe, in December. Right, Ethan? December was when Detroit Soup happened? Yeah, cool. So just a huge, huge opportunity there. It's, I know it's been a long time since December, but... <laughs> so now between both our MAC sports seasons, which we have one in the fall and the spring, and our MAC Lit program, we're easily reaching over 200 kids every year. And those are families and parents and neighbors that we want to serve and connect to Jesus. And I'll talk a little bit more later about how we'd like you guys to help us make that connection happen. Mac Legal launched in January as a formal program of Mac development and started operating out of the Mac building in some offices that were constructed, primarily by Frank Patty. Thank you very much. Um, offices that we use now um, for work for the pastors and for the staff team at Mac development. Um, and over the past year, even with all the transition that's happened, we've closed about 50 different cases. And those are people who have been able to come in, speak with a professional attorney, usually at a very, very low cost, and in some cases be represented in court. And we've seen over 50 different cases now be opened and closed over the past year, which is huge. Because usually when you open up a legal clinic in an inner environment, you see a handful of people the first year. It's really hard to break momentum. But because there's such a need in this area, and there are so few legal service providers, we've really seen a great turnout from the neighborhood. Uh, Ginny joined the staff this year as well. So not only does Ginny work as the director of operations for Mac Church, but she is also a program manager with Mac Development, organizing all of our volunteers and our mission teams. And so one of the things that happened this past year was mission teams were rerouted through Mac Development to free up the church. And we saw about 12 different teams ranging from a few people to almost 30 people and almost 5,000 volunteer hours poured in by those teams over the course of the calendar year. Huge help, huge opportunity for us to make a big impact in the neighborhood, help us out financially as well. And Ginny made all of that happen, even though she showed up in the middle of the year in May. Just really, really thankful for her. And to make sure she doesn't go crazy this year, we're going to get her some interns. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a lot of work for one person. Um, really, really grateful for the progress that's been made there. 
And now one of the newer initiatives that we're really excited about is something called the Commons, which is a small business that we're going to be installing in the Mac building. It's going to combine coffee and laundry in one space. And Nate Egger, Matt Rojek, Ted Schultz, Brian Hogel, Scott Munakawa, a lot of guys have been working on this um, and have been extremely diligent, totally on a volunteer rate. And we're really glad because now we're able to hand off some of those responsibilities to Peter Blackwell. Where's Peter? Where'd he go? There he is. Peter, go ahead and stand up. So many of you guys may have been here when Peter and Shelby got married, right up here. Um, And Peter is officially the general manager of the Commons. Uh, He's going to be working on a part-time basis for the next few months as we build the business up and go through code and market and just work like crazy to open up by October. That's our plan. And Peter is going to be leading that whole operation with some help. So we're really, really grateful for him. To find a guy who's qualified to lead that kind of a business is a huge blessing from the Lord. And it's been cool to see God bring these leaders up. So a lot's happened, right? A lot of different things have happened in all these different worlds. And it's not just happened because of the leaders that stood up and were recognized, but many of you have volunteered as well. And we're really grateful for that. And we want to talk about that more later too. Yeah, Matthew. I probably probably should have mentioned that. Yes, the 30,000 match was met. So, thank you. And we had, we had gifts from very small amounts to very large amounts reach that $30,000 amount even before January. And that, that wasn't a deadline, right? We could have kept going into March or April. Um, if you still want to give towards the commons, some of the money that was given to that match could be used for the building. Okay, and so we can shift some of that money around and still meet the match. So if that's something you're interested in, a donor has offered $30,000 of matching money for every dollar that anybody in our community or anybody outside of our community wants to give to that project. Right now, we can say we've matched that, and that means a total of $60,000 raised for the commons to get us started. So, yeah, there's the building. (laughs) So that's the Mac building. That's on Mac and Beals. We're extremely excited about this building, um, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But I want to give you guys kind of a snapshot of what we're aiming for and what we're trusting the Lord for over the next calendar year. Really want you guys to pay close attention here. If you've got questions, feel free to ask them. Um, But this is a really important part of the presentation because it talks about what we're going to be doing. Yeah, Robin, go ahead. Sure. No, no, totally. Great question. So the question that Robin asked was, okay, so we got $250,000 from this foundation, and then we had $60,000 for the commons through this matching grant. What's the difference? Right? So... Totally. So, so the Mac building is a large commercial building, the one that's on this picture. And there are a lot of things that are going to be in that building. Mac Lit's going to be there. Mac Legal's going to be there. And the commons is also going to be there. And so the $250,000 was for the whole building and the whole building project, so like this kind of stuff. Whereas the money that was raised for the commons is specifically for starting that business, for paying for somebody like Peter. Yes, exactly. Yep, exactly. Totally. Really good question. So the commons and the Mac building are, are different things. Yeah, Nate? 
Yeah, totally. I, and I'm going to talk about the building in a little bit. So you'll be able to see kind of the difference between, because they're both pretty massive projects. It, I mean, we've raised a lot of money. We still have a long way to go. Um, so really good question. So let's talk about some of the things we're trusting the Lord for over the next calendar year. Uh, one, and this is something I'm really excited about, but over the next year, we're going to be hiring some new staff and interns to join the team at Mac Development. We've already got a great team, and I'm really excited about carrying the team forward with a couple of new roles. And again, this is a slide. I would encourage you guys check it out online so that you can actually look at some of the details. It's not the easiest to read. But we've kind of redone the way that we do staffing right now at Mac Development. In the past, we had directors for each of the programs that we've talked about. And that created kind of a weird dynamic where you needed somebody who was either a spouse or somebody who was at school to be working kind of part-time, kind of full-time, where the position wasn't enough to care for a family, but so much that they couldn't do something else. And what we want to do is we want to put folks like you in a position to succeed and thrive and not feel uh, overextended. And so we've redone the staffing so that we have a lot of part-time positions in the 10 to 15-hour range that we're hoping folks in our community are going to be able to step up and do, whether they're mothers or they're also working. And then only one or two full-time positions that are truly full-time, 100%, uh, the kind of jobs that can support a family uh, and encourage those who are in those positions. And because of that, uh, we've kind of shifted the way we're going to be doing staffing. We're looking for four new positions, um, three of which are part-time, one of which is full-time. We're looking for help with Mac Lit, uh, help with Mac Sports, and a program manager for Mac Legal. And then for full-time work, we're looking for a director of all of our youth and education efforts. So basically overseeing and managing the Mac Lit and Mac Sports programs. Those positions are going to be posted on our website at macdevelopment.com slash careers. And I definitely encourage you guys to make those positions known to others. If you're interested to apply, uh, we've already had a lot of interest come out now, and I haven't really posted much or shared much. So I'm excited to see who else is going to be interested in these opportunities and so we can add more strong leaders uh, to the team. In addition to staff, we've kind of redone the way that we do internships. And Leon and I have been brainstorming for a little while now about how we can allow interns coming into our church to experience both Mac Church and Mac Development. And that position is also going to be posted online, but it's going to be a really cool combination of allowing interns to have kind of two or three roles while they're here. So an intern might be helping with the MacLit summer camp and then helping Ginny with the volunteers in the summer. Or they might be helping Peter at the Commons and then going and help with worship up on stage. And those folks are going to be, we're hoping, maybe four to five this summer. And we're going to need you guys to help us get the word out so we can find some real quality interns and maybe get a couple of them to stay like Ginny did back in the day. All right? So that's one of the things we're excited about this year. We also want to let you know that we're going to have another gala this year, which we're really excited about. Uh, I've got a great committee of people who are planning that whole thing out right now. Uh, we're still figuring out the date, but it's probably going to be no earlier than April and no later than June. And it depends on the, the venue that we're going to select. So be on the lookout. We'll share the information on the specifics as soon as we get it. We've also got a new website up. It's a really good website that hopefully will allow you to go there instead of ask me lots of questions. Of course, you can always ask me questions, but the website's helpful. Um, there's a lot of different things that you can use the website for as members of this church. If people are asking about MacLit, 
There's lots of information on the site about MacLit or MacSport, so the other programs. There's also ways to rent the Mac building or tools from the Mac building. Um, there's going to be blog posts that will be up regularly, videos and websites and, and images about the Mac building itself, and also a really clear, easy page to use for folks who want to invest in Mac development and want to donate to the work that we're doing. Um, and then, of course, the Mac building in the commons. This is not what it looks like now. But this is what we're trusting the Lord for, hopefully, this year. Our goal is to finish this building out by October. We want to finish all of the rehab and have a functioning business at that point, which is somewhere between extremely aggressive and reasonable and <laughs> probably more towards aggressive. But God has provided the whole way through up to this point. Um, and I'm confident that he will continue to provide, and we're going to need your help to make that happen too. But we want you guys to know that is our aim. So if you see a lot of construction over there, that's what's going on. Um, we are trying to finish that building out to house Mac lit, legal, sports, everything, um, and the commons. Now, the total cost for that project is going to range around, and Nate, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on the commons, but I believe it's going to be around $350,000, including the equipment for the commons, and closer to $850,000 for the building. So over a million dollars for the total project. We've raised about half of the building costs and well over half for the commons if we can get financing for the laundry machines, which are the most expensive. So God's really provided. We just need to kind of close that gap and then paint and demo and build. Um, this is a really exciting thing, too. We have been really gracious and, and excited to see God give us a lot of goodwill with partners on Mac Avenue, churches, nonprofits, businesses who want to see Mac, which is just a few blocks down the street, become an exciting place where entrepreneurs want to bring their businesses and do development. And so please continue to pray for us as we interact with other pastors and nonprofit leaders on Mac in turning that corridor into an attractive place for development. That's a big project. But we feel like the Mac building, as a successful building with a successful business, can help continue to catalyze success on that corridor. Um, this is not specifically a Mac development program, but it's something Mac development's really excited about. Nate Egger and several other investors have mobilized a lot of resources to purchase and rehab properties in the Pingree Park neighborhood, which is just north of Mac um, on this street, actually. And what we're trusting the Lord for in those homes is to provide a safe, quality, affordable place to live for members in our community and even homes that could eventually be owned through the process of leasing to owner land contracts, which is huge. In our community, many of you know this, if you've bought houses, buying and financing a house is really, really difficult because of bank redlining and because homes aren't worth as much as we think they are. And so getting a mortgage can be really hard. And this could be a way to allow folks in our neighborhood to circumvent that whole process and in an affordable way become homeowners. We're asking you guys to pray for that as we continue to fix up those houses and continue to move people into houses and purchase more homes for rehab. So that's a lot. That's a lot of the things that we're trusting the Lord for this year. And what I want to ask you guys to do is over the next four things that I'm going to ask, I want you to really seriously look at these ways that you can partner with us I want you to maybe to, to think about it in your discipleship relationships or talk about it in Mac Group and think about ways that you can partner with the work that Mac Development is doing because really Mac Development exists as a venue for those of us in church to be neighbors in the community. We're, we're asking for you guys to not just be spectators but actually get on the field and to participate. And these are a few different ways that you can do that. First, you can volunteer. And this is, this is a really meaningful and a fairly easy way to make an impact. 
Um, historically, Mac has been a huge resource for tutors and coaches and referees. Um, but this year, for I think a number of different reasons, that participation rate really kind of fell off. And so I want to challenge you guys to consider one of these four different ways that you can become a volunteer in these different programs. You can meet with a kid every week, teaching them how to read. Um, you can build relationships with their parents and family as a result of that. You can help us coach or ref. Um, but please consider this as a way to get involved. I think it's really important that MAC members are leading the way when it comes to volunteering for these different programs. Second, for those of you guys that are a little more handy, we need help at the building. All right, We would love to have those of you guys that enjoy swinging a hammer or painting or whatever to come and help with us at the building. We're going to be breaking ground on the second floor and starting to finish that space out with heating and carpentry. Um, and I know a lot of you guys enjoy doing that kind of stuff. And even if you don't, please come out, connect with us. I don't even like this stuff. What's that? There you go. You can get some training. We've got a, a great leader in Jason Faraday, who's a professional general contractor, loves working with volunteers. If he can get a bunch of high school kids in the summer to do good work, I'm sure he can help the rest of us do some work on the second floor. Um, and Ginny and I will be the ones coordinating that. So if this is something where you feel like, man, out of the four options that Jonathan shared, this is the one for me, talk to the two of us. Okay, a third option is, is help us with networking. Okay, a lot of you guys are really well connected. You know people in and outside of Detroit that make a lot of sense to connect to the different things that we've shared. I need your guys' help to do that, whether that's me following up with them or you kind of being the bridge between. Um, help us connect with churches uh, with, with businesses, folks that could provide mission teams, or other interns and staff that could join as well. Open up what rich uncles too, what he said. All rich uncles, please refer. Okay? But we need you guys. We need you to open up your networks and help us make those connections. So that's the third way that we're asking you guys to be partners. And lastly, and many of you are already doing this, but we're looking for people who want to invest in the organization. Mac Church and Mac Development are two totally different financial entities, right? And we go out and we raise a lot of our money from foundations, from some of the fees that we charge. But a big chunk of our resources come from about 15 people who give on a monthly basis and have said, man, I want to be generous towards Mac Development and allow them to pay for taxes and hire people and allow kids to be tutored, etc." If we can see that number increase, we won't have to depend so much on the other parts of that pie where we have to go to foundations and we have to go and raise that money from those resources, which can be less predictable and harder money to use. So we're looking for folks, not necessarily just in this church, but from around our different networks to say, yeah, we want to invest in the work that Mac Development is doing, whether that's 25 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month or anywhere in between. Yeah, Rebecca? Yeah, so with grant money, a lot of times grants have restrictions on what you can and can't use the money for. So grants a lot of times can work with a building, but if you want to pay for property taxes, there aren't a lot of grants to be able to do that. And so this money gives us the flexibility to be able to do some of those kinds of things, to be able to hire staff, pay for property taxes, insurance, those kinds of expenses. Good question. Yeah. How are you, Reverend?
Amen. Cool. Thank you. Praise God. Thanks, Reverend. We should talk after. <laughs> so four different ways, right? Volunteer, rehab, network, invest. I'm asking you guys to think about, man, what is the one way, at least one way, that you can be plugging into the work that Mac Development is doing? Okay, so please take some time in your discipleship relationships, Mac groups. Think about how can we be partnering with Mac Development to that end? Um, I know I've talked through a lot. Are there any other questions that I can help answer based on what's been shared? Yeah, Matt. Good question. I wish Kristen were here. I think it's going to start not this week, but the week after. Oh, January the 26th, so the week after that. Thank you, Edith. <laughs> okay, January the 26th is when tutoring gets spec started. Good question. Other questions? Okay. Oh, yeah. You mean for funding for the organization? Yeah, possibly. I mean, it's, you're okay. <laughs> the, question, the question was kind of a strategic planning question, like, can Mac Development go seek out federal money? And the short answer is yes, but because we're a three-and-a-half-year-old organization, it takes time to build the record and the reputability to be able to go pursue those kinds of grants and resources. But maybe that's something we can talk about after. Any last questions, Mac Development-related? Okay, cool. Thank you, guys. Please continue to pray for the organization and pray for the work that we're doing. So, uh, <laughs> I know I look at Paul. So, um, here's what we're doing, guys. Just want to just want to tell you this real quick. Save a date. Uh, February eighth is our finance meeting. What happens as a local body? What we do? Uh, we're um, led with the plurality of elders. Uh, but when we approve the budget, we approve it through the body, through the congregation. And so we present uh, what we've been up to. We present the budget, and then you, as a congregation, says yay or nay. This is our budget for the next year. Now, let me just give you some kudos. Those numbers are kind of weird, so let me explain them to you, and hopefully you'll be encouraged. But I also want to do a brief challenge. Uh, so what you have is uh, last year. We had spent, I'm just going to give you a ballpark figure. We're going to have the specifics in February, uh, around uh, $245,000, something of that sort. And then what we did was we made a huge, big budget cut. Okay, and what we said as a local community is that um, based on us restructuring and trying to figure out what we want to be about as a local community, we want to commit uh, to having 211000 So you guys approved as a, love, as a covenant community. two hundred.